You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, you are looking very professorly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, This sweater is from L.L. Bean. My wife actually has a matching one. Oh, if that's not the whitest thing I've ever heard, then I don't know what is. <laughs> you know, I, I really like it. If you listen on podcast, it's it's like a nice like fisherman's sweater. It's nice yeah. navy blue. It's heavy. It's warm. I got to give it's everybody great. the rundown. I won't take too long on it. But if you are just listening, it is a very like thick knit sweater. And then he's got uh, looks like flannel shirt and the collar is coming over the sweater. So, yeah um christmas in rhode island nate christian is with us today sounds so nice and today we are going to be talking about dynasty buy sell hold avoid candidates and we do this every week we love doing it and avoid is a very important one to talk about so just for reference panthers Bengals, cowboys texans jets and titans are on buy this week just so we know if we're buying any players that are on bye week maybe we like buying players on bye week i do because people like to panic they need people in their lineups it's a good time to pounce. Let's get into it. Nate, what are we doing with show favorite Drake Big Bird London? <laughs> Buy, sell, hold the oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> For the record, everybody, I requested this to be put on the show sheet. You're welcome. And then yeah. thank you, Mike. Um <laughs> Props to Drake London. Um, you know, he's put up some points recently. But to start the season, I think we've seen exactly what, uh, you know, we were talking about all offseason. You know, this this Atlanta Falcons offense is not something you want a piece of. And I'm selling or avoiding Drake London. And once again, it's not because I don't like Drake London. It's because I don't like his value. Even with seeing this, really rough start to the season and yes he has done you know decently well over the last couple weeks he's still still wide receiver 18 on keep trade cut over guys like jackson smith and the jig but over guys like t higgins who catches passes from joe burrow over dj moore over Devonte adams over your boy nico collins even mike blasphemy i mean imagine if drake london was catching passes from cj stroud we'd be all over that right Nico Collins out there catching passes with Peter Stroud, and he's creating lots of yards after catch. He's a boundary receiver. He's six foot four. He fits a lot of the same things you people like about Drake London. Hey, I'm I'm not about it, Mike. I'm sorry. You know, I, I still like the talent, but for his current value, I'm selling if I can get that value. If I can get that first plus, we're back to that point. Um, I'm avoiding because of that cost. You know, if I was to buy Drake London, though, because I'm going to say there's – there's situations where I would. If I'm a rebuilding team, because I'm not going to rely on Drake London's production. You know, if I think you're a contending team, you should not be going after Drake London. There's plenty of other wide receivers who are productive and young you could go after at much better value. But if you're a rebuilding team, and for some reason you love Drake London, he's on a contending team, and you might actually have the chance to go get him for a decent value. Tony Pollard is a guy I would be plenty happy moving off for Drake London. If you're a rebuilding team, you do not need that running back production. You need young wide receivers with upside. 
Drake London has that talent. He has that upside in the future, just not with Arthur Smith, not with Desmond Ritter. We talked about this with Kyle Pitts in the last podcast. Just not the time, man. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, you're wide receiver 30 on the season, and he was he finished the season last year as wide receiver 31. For me, I'm going to sell if someone's in on the hype, although you can't really sell a player you have no shares of, but otherwise I'm going to avoid. You offer me any first-round pick for Drake London, I'm going to take it. And look, he has his truthers. They're out there, and they're loud, and they are proud, and they're going to let you know. But he also only has six career t- touchdowns, two career 100-yard receiving games. I could find better value elsewhere. Like you said, wide receiver 30, and would you like to hear something crazy, Nate? <laughs> I would love to, Mike. Curtis Samuel is wide receiver 24, and he was much cheaper to be had. I would much rather put Curtis Samuel in a flex spot than I'd rather put um, Drake London in a flex big spot. Bird. Yeah, yeah, Big Bird, whatever the heck his name is. Gabe Davis also wide receiver 23 uh, currently. So, and you know what? DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver 40, he's actually, I've needed him a couple weeks. I have him in like one spot. He's been pretty good in a pinch when I've needed him. So, DeAndre Hopkins. You know who's been consistently solid? Michael Thomas. That man's been scoring like 12 points every single week. And I feel like nobody's talking about the guy. No upside. Because everyone. Solid floor. Yeah. I love having Michael Thomas in my flex spots in a couple weeks. Yeah. Can't beat it. So let's talk about a very good flex candidate, and that is Los Angeles Rams running back Zach Evans. It only took a Cam Akers trade, a Kyron Williams injury, and a Ronnie Rivers trip to the IR for Zach Evans to get some game play. What are we going to do with him, Nate? I think I know where you are going, but tell us anyway. Well, Mike, start out telling us where was the transaction report out of L.A. today? So they did sign Royce Freeman. All right. And they also signed, my God, Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson to their practice squad. Does that elicit faith in Zach Evans? No. No, but it also doesn't not because they do need other players at the running back position. That is a position. They do. get hurt. They do. But I'm not interested in Zach Evans. I'm sure you could get him for a third-round pick right now, but – If you have a third-round pick and you're looking for a running back, that's not the guy I would go acquire. If we have a third-round pick and we're looking for a running back, I mean, I would rather go after maybe Gus Edwards, um, one of the Ravens running backs. You know, at least they're going to give you eight points a game. Um, Devin Singletary actually outsnapped Damian Pierce this past week. He's a guy I would maybe go after. Um, Before Zach Evans, I want guys that I know can be productive. I don't have a lot of faith in Zach Evans, a running back that has constantly – underperformed over the past four years, three years. Um, and, and not always production wise, but just out of our expectations, he's just constantly underperformed. What has he done that would make me optimistic about this opportunity? Yeah. Not many things. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a detractor on Zach Evans. Not a fan, not someone I'm interested in at this point. Usually I'm the guy that hates for no reason, but I'm going to hold and start if I need to, because like I said before the last pod or during the last pod, there's some leagues where I can't even set a starting lineup right now. Injuries, bye weeks. It's just piling up. That's just how it is. The fact of the matter is this, what I paid for Zach Evans and I drafted him in a lot of spots. We're talking end of the fourth, early fifth round. Zach Evans was there. 
These reasons right here are why you draft running backs like this late because there's always that time. If you don't know who to take, you take a running back like this. My guy last year, my late running back guy was uh, Kyron Williams. And I got yeah, some. Really? When was he drafted? Yeah, no, 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 no you were just a year early picking. Oh, my bad. You could have drafted him. You could have got him for like a, a three dollars fab this offseason. Right, but I'm saying I took him. I stashed him on the taxi. I forgot about him, and he ended up paying off some dividends. Now the thing is, you could do the best of both worlds right here. You could put him in your starting lineup if you need him. Like me, you might. He could even get you enough points to help you win a game, and then you could flip him. And you know, just increase the value on him. If you drafted him in the fourth or fifth round, he gets you nine points this week, maybe catch a couple balls, has a couple decent runs. Stranger things have happened. I did get married, never saw that one coming. Then you flip him for a third. That is a win, win, Absolutely. win. When you draft, you won your week, you won the trade. That's what I'm doing. Nate, I do have one question for you. Who is a player you're looking to buy this week? Yeah. Mike, you know me. I like to buy value, and I think of value out there that everyone needs to be looking at if they're contending is Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers has been producing at a high level so far this season. Currently the wide receiver 15 on the season. He's got 30 receptions, 335 yards, and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns with the, the Raiders. Now, Jimmy G is injured. We don't know how long. He might be back. He might not be. Who knows? The back injuries are weird. Um, but hey, I like Aiden O'Connell, and he hasn't looked too bad. And when he stepped in earlier this season, um, but Devontae Adams is there, right? So, what kind of upside does Jacoby Myers have? Well, if you haven't noticed, the Raiders don't look great, which is honestly not too surprising. Sorry, sad, but if you heard Devontae Adams' offseason, he was not happy with the Raiders organization, how they were building their team, or or something like that. And also, he wants to win, he's he's said he's looking for a Super Bowl win. And doesn't look like he's going to get that out of the Raiders this year. So I think they've been already starting the rumors. Devontae Adams is a trade target. We might see Devontae Adams traded again. Over the course of the next four or five weeks, we might see Devontae Adams leave Las Vegas and end up somewhere else. Maybe he's the wide receiver one for uh, Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. Not that they're ready to win a Super Bowl either. But I think Devontae Adams... Good chance he's on his way out there. He's his voice is to pleasures many, many times. So if that happens, you got Jacoby Myers, who's already producing at a high level, who could possibly take over more volume for the second half of the season. I think this guy's a deal right now. You can get him for a single second. You know, you might you might need to be an early second if you're trying to get him from another contender. But there's probably teams where Jacoby Myers is sitting on a team that is in the bottom half of your league. You throw a second round pick out there, you're probably getting Jacoby Myers on your team. You put him in your starting lineup. You've got a top-producing wide receiver and possibly, you know, even more production if Devonta Adams leaves town. Yeah, it's I like that a lot. Um, for me, I know he's on a bye week, but Dalton Schultz, people want players that are playing right now in their lineup. They see that, that void. They're willing to move on. Um, look, he's been consistent, good target for C.J. Stroud. He's outperformed players that we liked personally at the Dynasty Rewind that we had high expectations for, like yep. Dulcich, uh, Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth. And, you know, I'd love to say that a second-round draft pick gets it done, but it doesn't because I'm trying to do that right now. I'm even trying to add pieces to it. But this guy, hmm. look, I don't know how to say I feel your... I like a second should get it done, Mike. 
you know how to, I don't know how to say your sleeper username, but you know who you are. If you're listening to this podcast, give me Dalton Schultz. Okay. When I, when Keontae Ingram was named the starter, I put him on the block, knew what I had. You showed interest. That means trade door is open. So when I want Dalton Schultz and I'm throwing in all these other nice pieces, you make that deal. You hit accept. You do that. You know, I think if if someone's looking for Ingram in a second and they got Dalton Schultz, I think that's a perfectly fine deal there. I I was offer I was even offering to throw Zach Ertz in on as well so that you know if if you're giving me this tight end I'm sure. going to give you a tight end back who's been pretty productive this That's year. Very generous of you, Mike. Yeah. So let's get it done. Right after these words from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back. And I think, Nate, you're going to surprise some people with this next one. I can be honest with you. Yeah. What are we doing with Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson now? And is that official that they're shutting him down for the season? He's going to have surgery. Not official. Not official. That's still up in the air as of 8.56 p.m. Tuesday, October 17th. But I know Jim Irsay did say that he's likely done for the year. And Anthony Richardson did come out and say, you know, I'm considering season-ending surgery, which you think about it, it's probably not a bad idea. Don't injure yourself worse or try to rush back. Just get the surgery done and get better for next year. Yeah, it's probably the right move, but Mike, I am I'm concerned, and I am too. I am currently avoiding. Mm. I think there is a, is a world out there where you can go and try to buy low. We've talked about this before. When players go out, you don't try to buy low, quote unquote, in the first couple of weeks that they go out. You wait six weeks until no one's talking about Anthony Richardson. Now, week thirteen rolls around. That's when you go after Anthony Richardson as a buy low. Um, you know, maybe you you throw just a single first out there. Maybe you get it done or something like that. You throw a little bit on top. That's what you're looking for. But right now, I'm avoiding Anthony Richardson. His price is still going to be pretty close to what his you know price was just a couple weeks ago, because people have seen that so recently. So currently avoiding. And also, Mike, I, I'm concerned because it's not good when rookie players miss their rookie season. And he already missed, what, like like basically two games with the injuries that he had earlier. So at this point, he's only played a couple games of his rookie season. He's now likely to miss the rest of the season. If that happens, we're talking about a second-year player who only played a couple games this rookie year. And Anthony Richardson's already a player that we had concerns with his experience coming out of Florida. Um, In his three years at Florida, this man played in 24 games, but – only started his final season, only started those final 12 games. He only has one season under his belt um, in college as a starter. I know he's got all the potential in the world. The flashes that we saw at the beginning of the season, I believe in the talent at this point. You know, I think, you know, he can blossom into a really, really uh, effective and a great playmaker in this league, you know, both as a quarterback through the air and on the ground. But I'm worried about the injuries, you know, and I'm not one to preach, uh, you know, running quarterbacks get injured. I don't believe that BS. The stats don't show that. But running quarterbacks who look for contact, like, uh, you know, they 
have a higher chance of getting injured just because, you know, that's how they play. Lamar Jackson, a guy like that, you know, he's always trying to get down, out of bounds. There are some players that put their shoulder in. You know, we worry about Josh Allen and how he runs around. Oh. Um, you know, I don't want to see Anthony Richardson in that situation. So, you know, I'm a little worried about the injury history, not injury history, but, you know, potential further injury if he plays like that. Um, and just experience, man. I really wanted to see Anthony Richardson develop. He looked ahead of schedule for this injury. Not great for, you know, staying ahead of schedule, Mike. So currently avoiding. Sorry. I'm concerned too. However, I am going to hold. I just think it's too early to give up on him, especially when you consider what you've paid to get him. A lot of places yeah. he was the first overall pick this year. Um, and yeah, let's see. As did miss a game with a concussion in week two, and now he's got this AC sprain. He's already missed one game. Um, so yeah. The injuries are starting the rookie year. We've seen that. You know, I guess my question is, is he the next Trey Lance guy who we knew was raw coming out of college? That's just through my head too. And yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm still going to hold on. Like I said, we're going to throw him on taxi or on IR. Uh, some leagues might let you put him on taxi now, depending on how they are. Um, I would say buy, but I do think his value is still too elevated for me right at this current second. I'd wait a little bit. I was going to buy, but I'm going to hold for now. And Nate, who is a player you're looking to sell this week? Yeah, you know, it took me a couple of years to come around to Ramondre Stevenson, and I finally invested in him in this offseason. And look how he has treated me, Mike. Not very good. Not very well. And at this point, I'm jumping ship. I wasn't into Ramondre Stevenson before. He was producing, and I was like, wow, I'm wrong. I jump over there, and now he's not producing. Now, I understand it's not really his fault. That offense is just putrid. Sorry, Sean, but, you know, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me. That offense is just not together. You know, watching them this past Sunday, you just – Mac Jones is throwing one place. Devontae Parker's running the other way. They're just not on the same page. No one knows what's going on. There's not a lot of talent there, um, you know, to elevate any of the offensive parts. So – there's just not much going for them. And their defense isn't able to hold up like it has been in the past. So Ramondre Stevenson, you know, he's got that competition with Ezekiel Elliott now, who's, you know, actually getting a pretty good amount of carries. He actually had a 75-yard touchdown uh, called back on Sunday. So he's still got some burst, still got some ability to, um, you know, compete for those rushing attempts. So Ramondre Stevenson, he's lost some of that volume that, you know, made him so valuable. And he's not getting the efficiency because the offense isn't good. Now, he's still running back 21 on the season because running backs are just so bad. But I don't really trust him. I don't really trust the Patriots offense the rest of the season. I don't think Bill Belichick's won the tank. But a couple games from now, if they're at the bottom of the league, don't give, don't give Bill Belichick Caleb Williams. Ugh. I will say this, though. You're talking about disappointments, man. Juju Smith-Schuster is another New England disappointment. <laughs> 14 catches for 86 yards and no touchdowns yeah. in the season. Yeah, don't tell me about that one. That hurts. You want to talk about another running back that's killing me? I'm getting ready to move on from Najee Harris. Mm. I just – I am I feel like every time I put him in my lineup, it is begrudgingly. And, you know, he's a guy that we paid to get him or where you drafted him. You got to put him in the lineup, right? And you know if you don't, he's going to be on the bench scoring and going off. So the best way to avoid that is get him off your roster. You know, get him out of there. 
I'll take a mid 24 first if I could get it right now. It'd probably be a late 24 first or looking around at some other running backs. If you could make a deal, you know, if, if you could somehow get me Rashad white would be a guy to be interested in. He's getting a lot of work. Um, a guy like I just had a Jerome Ford even is going to be good rest of the season. We know Nick Chubb is out guys like that. I'll take right now over Najee Harris. Obviously you would have to add something to those players. Maybe a second, maybe a third could be a package. Even Javante Williams, who's starting to come back around a little bit. Javante Williams plus plus to get Najee Harris, but guys like that, I'm just (sighs) preach all off season about Najee. And then Matt Canada's like, nah, I know, man. I know that's, that's how it goes. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't mention some guys I would be looking for if I was selling Ramondre Stevenson certainly would move him for a first round pick. If I could get that, I don't think you can get that at this point. Um, I, I would certainly, um, consider moving him for two seconds, uh, but some players around his value that, you know, I'd be targeting, you know, I think he's a good player to if swap for a wide receiver right now, like Amari Cooper, um terry mclaurin mike evans um also if you need that running back production alvin Kamara. you know i I think ramondre stevenson's long-term value is limited just because he's a running back plus patriots plus he only has one year on his deal after this so at best we get another year after this year with ramondre stevenson as the lead back but he's not even the, the true um you know workhorse that he was last year anymore so more than willing to move over to a guy like alvin Kamara, who doesn't have you know a ton of dynasty value maybe but I don't know if Ramondre Stevenson does at this point either. Yeah, sad, sad. So, Nate, what are you doing with the running back landscape as a whole? I mean, we got injuries that are just beating down the top-tier talent. I know you love talking running backs. I know. Um, just the general volatility of the running back position. What do you do if you're a competitive team? How do you attack that that running back position? Build around a stud, hit the waiver wire, zero running back? Yeah. Uh, Mike, let me read you the current top 12 for running backs in PPR. Please. Christian McCaffrey, no surprise there, at number one. Raheem Mostert, number two. You know, that's not as surprising because, you know, we we know the Dolphins have a good offense, and Mostert, when healthy, is very, very productive. At age 31, mind you. Yeah. How about that? Travis Etienne, running back three. I like that. And then running back four, Kyron Williams. Running back five, Zach Moss. He just had his the guy he was replacing get paid a bunch of dollars, and Zach Moss is still just out there producing. Uh, and then you got Devon A. Chain, who's A. Chan, who is now on the IR. And we got DeAndre Swift, Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. So it gets a little bit better there. We see the guys we expect to be there. I don't really like running backs, Mike. Tell you the truth. But we need to kind of look at these guys similar to how we're looking at the tight end position. And it's where you have that top three or four, you know, Bijan, CMC, Brees Hall. I still have Gibbs pretty high up there. I still believe in the talent and still believe that the situation isn't as bad as everyone's making it out to be. Um, But the running back position, if I don't have one of those top guys, I'm looking for the value. I'm not willing to pay up for any running backs. Um, like I, I did not like Tony Pollard this year, especially because he's 26 years old and everyone treated him like a top 10 running back, which made absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Um, Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker. I'm interested in those guys because they're younger, but you know, 
if, if it's, if I can't get those guys for value, I just want value running backs because it seems like you can always find value running backs somewhere on your bench, on your taxi squad, on the waivers. You can buy them for third round picks mid season. I we've talked about building around wide receivers all off season, and it is really just been shown to be so true with the, how this season has worked out already. You cannot trust running backs between the injuries, between the games that the NFL plays with how they're going to structure their committee and how they're going to go back and forth and maybe pay, maybe not pay running backs. We can't trust running backs any more than the week ahead of them. And we can barely trust what's going to happen this next week. So I just don't trust running backs. I trust wide receivers to be, uh, you know, more predictable. And because of that, I'm building around wide receivers. I'm avoiding running backs and just picking up the values where I can. Um, trying to stock up on a lot of secondary running backs. If I have five secondary running backs who are kind of the the one B or the the two in their backfield, guys like Antonio Gibson who's starting to come back around a little bit. Um, those guys I can usually stream, make it work if I have strong studs at other positions, which is how I like to build my teams. Yeah, so I think my new strategy is going to be similar to you. I'm going to call it zero R zero ish RB. That's hero running back. Can tell you that right now. Looked what? looked ahead. I looked ahead. The strategy is called hero running back. No, isn't hero running back all stud running backs? You pick one running back who's a stud, and then you go zero RB from there. I thought hero running back was you go heavy in the startup, like two studs. You know what I mean? I think hero means there's just one hero, and everyone else is just down. There. Then I'm going hero running back. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to give me one competent running back that I could trust, you know, possibly, hopefully a top six, top five guy. And I'm just going to build around wide receivers and quarterbacks. You know, I love tight ends, but man, that position has been pretty brutal this year. Injuries, injuries have a lot to do with it. I'm still going to take stabs on late round running backs. Zach Evans, Kyron Williams, guys I've talked about before. I'm going to be active on the waiver wire, picking guys up when I can. Dumping guys, flipping them, turning over the bottom of the roster. That that's what I think I'm going to do mm-hmm. uh, from here on out with the running back position. I think it's something that has to be considered. So then now I want to talk about, you know, are you willing to buy big on a top running back? You know, a guy like mm-hmm. a CMC or or any anyone like that, you know. I typically don't personally. And yeah. I'll tell you why. The Austin Eckler yeah. trade I made with you last year. Uh, and it seemed like a really good idea at the time. I can't fault my thought process there. Um, I was trying to go for it, and it just didn't work out. Now I have Austin Eckler. Nobody wants him, but there he is being injured all over my team. Did have a decent week this past week. Um, but that being said, if I have a real shot here, and I got the capital, and I could land CMC, even Mostert, who's probably going to be a little bit cheaper than CMC, yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay multiple firsts for Christian McCaffrey right now and a first or a mid-round pick, a first plus a mid-round pick for a guy like Raheem Mostert. Just because taking a chance didn't work out for me once doesn't mean that I, I want to stop trying. I'm not going to just be complacent. So hmm. what about you, Nate? Yeah, I, I like what we always go back to. You know, I like the values. You know, a top running back value right now is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, yes, Zach Moss is going off. But Jonathan Taylor just got paid. When running backs get paid, that means they have more years of production. This has actually worked out pretty well for Jonathan Taylor, all in all. Yet, 
he's still being devalued. He's still not so, even in the top five running backs on keep trade cut. Um, you know, he, he's still accessible at this point. Um, he hasn't taken off and created that huge production that we've seen yet. But the Colts weren't going to just throw him into the fire, especially with Zach Moss producing. They were, they're ramping him up. So there's still the buy window for Jonathan Taylor here. You can get Jonathan Taylor for a first-round pick plus. You can possibly get Jonathan Taylor for a first-round pick, maybe a James Cook. Uh, that way you're giving some production of the running back position back. Um, maybe it's a Kyron Williams. Some people, uh, you know, not myself, sorry, some people, but uh, other people than myself value him uh, quite highly. Um, maybe it's even a DeAndre Swift in a first-round pick because DeAndre Swift does not have a contract after this year at this point. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor does. And the Colts are going to have to ride Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the season with AR out, which means Jonathan Taylor is probably going to end up being a league winner. And he's a guy that's going to be a top running back for the next two or three years. So I'm really excited to go after Jonathan Taylor right now, a first round pick and a productive player is what it's probably going to take, but he's still a value right now. He's still someone that you should be knocking on the door for. I love it. That's one last one. Nate, I'll go first on this one. Who's a running back you're targeting for production on the cheap. Talked about it before, Jerome Ford. Here's mm. why. I've seen some trades on DLF's Trade Finder where he's going for a single second, multiple thirds, and I even saw one trade where he went straight up for Darnell Washington. Okay. I understand it was a tight end premium league, but what what has Darnell Washington done this year besides be very big and get in the way? Do we have any idea? I'm going to look it up. I think that's probably most of it. I can spell Washington. I mean, Frymuth was out, so he had some opportunity. So Darnell Washington has one catch for 10 yards and one first down this season. Hey, got a first down. Give me Jerome Ford. I like it. Like I said, we know it's his show. Um, I'm, I'm all in on Jerome Ford. And who knows? Maybe he even has a chance to be a starter a little bit next year, depending on Nick Chubb's recovery. He's a guy that we've seen stuff like this happen before. The, the Browns committed to Nick Chubb. Maybe they trade him somewhere where he could be the guy. Maybe he goes to like Minnesota or something like that. He's much better than Alexander Madison and um, Cam Akers, in my opinion. So, yeah. Nate, do you have a cheap target yet productive running back? Yeah, I think uh, Rashad White's a guy that is a little bit cheaper right now. You can acquire him for a second round pick, most likely, especially because he's just, you know, the Buccaneers haven't been making a lot of noise. They get kind of forgotten down there with Baker Mayfield as the quarterback. True. So, no one's talking about Rashad White. Currently, the running back 24 in the season. He did already have his bye week, so take that into account. Um, still got 16 receptions on 17 targets. He's still being used in the past game. Um, he hasn't had a ton of production in the touchdowns. He's only had one rushing touchdown. He hasn't had any touchdowns through the air. So that touchdown production hasn't come, but still top 24 running back. The production is there. You can acquire him for a second-round pick right now. Um, you might even be able to get him for you know another running back and a third. Um, you know, he's Jalen Warren is right next to him on keep trade cut. I'd much rather have Rashad White. Um, take advantage of that. You know, Jerome Ford, Jalen Warren. Um, you know, these these Nick Chubb's ahead of Rashad White right now. If you have Nick Chubb on your team and your contender, you should absolutely be trying to move Nick Chubb for Rashad White. Um, if you add a third on top of that, I have no problem on that. Um, I, I like Nick Chubb when he comes back, but that's not until next year, and you're playing to win this year. So Rashad White, guy I'm looking to go after. Do it up. Go get Keep Rashad. Ball is his top competition. Sean Tucker's not getting the ball, so I don't think with anything's going to happen to Rashad White's volume. Poor Sean Tucker. I know. That's sad. All right. Well, you can go wax poetically about Keyshawn Vaughn and Sean Tucker. We'll see you next time, everybody.
September is here, and I want to take a second to talk about self-care. When it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room. That's why the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this offer. 20% off plus free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self and get right this summer with Manscaped. For the sleekest version of yourself, Manscaped has you covered from head to toe, starting with the brand new Beard Heads trimmer. With one guard and 20 adjustable lengths, this device is the perfect travel companion fit to take care of your mane wherever you are. Next in line, who can forget about their signature performance package 4.0? Included in this ultimate grooming bundle is the star of the show, Lawnmower 4.0, equipped its skin-safe technology to minimize nicks and cuts in all your sensitive areas. Also included is their Crop Preserver Groin Deodorant and Crop Reviver Groin Spray. I can tell you from experience, this has taken my confidence in the bedroom to a whole new level. Want something you don't mind showing that special someone in your life? Look no further than Manscaped's Boxers 2.0. These are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. I can confidently say I'll never go back to cotton boxer briefs after wearing these. So once again, Manscaped supports the Dynasty Rewind so much they provided an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code DynastyRewind. Feel like yourself again and take charge of your life with Manscaped. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind, a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But. Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.